Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, hello, buenos, buenos dias, or buenos noches, or uh, uh, buenas tardes, uh, those are all, uh, hey, wait a second. Okay, okay. Yes, it's me. It's the show. Hey, thank you for listening. It's the Jake This Podcast. I'm Jake. That was the beginning. Guess guess what I'm doing. I'm getting ready to go to New Orleans, Louisiana for the Jazz and Heritage Festival. And so uh, this is the episode that's coming out the week before that I go do that, which that's not to take anything away or that's to add to that's to supplement. That's to, which is to say my guest this week is the great Ryan Dalton, who was a guest on my podcast, this podcast last year when I was in Cleveland at Hilarities. He was in that uh, live episode and he's come to my house because he's come to California because he's moved out here to try his hand to test his metal to uh, sell his wares to the great show business animal <laughs> you can't sell your wares to the great show business animal it's going to eat what you've got and decide what it likes and come back for more if it feels like it but he's out here to do that and so he came over we had a nice little conversation yeah i'm going to play that for you in a minute but uh, first this week's sponsor is me again and so you can come see me and I want you to believe me. That's my dream. That's what that's what all of this charade is about, is so that uh, we can find more ways to be together out at bars and nightclubs and theaters. Let's even face it, that's a possibility here in America. But May 9th, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv for all improv for all of those of you who have protested or. Um, complained that I wasn't in California enough, Southern California enough. I've been in Southern California a lot. I was I was here at Thanksgiving. I was out at Flappers. Now I'm back. I was down in Hermosa Beach. But this May 9th, I'm going to be at the Melrose Improv in Hollywood, California. So please come out. Uh, then May 14th through 16th, I'm going to be in Detroit, Michigan. Have you heard of it? I can't wait to go and visit it and see what it's like now that it's thinned out. So May 14th to 16th, Detroit, Michigan, Comedy Castle. Uh, it's actually in Royal Oak, Michigan, according to the address I'm looking at here. But uh, we, let's call it Detroit. It's close enough for government work. May 21 to 24. Oh, dude, I forgot to put the music on. Yeah, May 21 to 24th. I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv. So that's always a good time. June 5 through 7, I'm in New York City, Gotham Comedy Club. June 22 to 28, I'm going to be in London, England. I cannot stress enough how much I would appreciate it if you came out to London, England to see one of those shows at the Soho Theater. You can find out about all those things and links to to more information about those things at my website, jakethis.com. And I'm also on Twitter, at jakethis, plus, etc., etc., jakethis on the Internet. And also, this is called Jake This, so that is, you know all those things about me and this, and I think you're ready to listen to my conversation with Ryan Dalton. I know that I am. I know that I am, ladies and gentlemen, and I also know that this podcast is coming out on a Wednesday. Wednesdays are cool. I've said it before. Tuesday is the day that traditionally for a while this podcast was coming out, but let's just, let's also, nature is random. Ladies and gentlemen, you never know when you're going to find a nice raspberry bush and a delicious treat in the afternoon or a bear who's eating those raspberries ahead of you. And so you and that bear have a problem. You never know when those things are going to happen. And you, you sort of don't know when this podcast is going to come out. And I, 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 I don't know if I should apologize for that or if uh, I should say you're welcome, because uh, hopefully it's a pleasant surprise in your neighborhood uh, or in your ears. So thank you for listening, and here we go with Ryan Dalton, who's available at theryandalton.com. Bowling alleys, as I know it, are like places you go, hey, there's a bowling alley. It's clearly right. marked bowling alley. Yeah. But then you go to this bar, and all of a sudden, like, what's that sound downstairs? And then all of a sudden, you go downstairs, and there's this bowling alley that's completely out of place. Like, if you put one in the White House, you know, because right. there is one. Yes. Nixon put one in. 
He did, but I think Barack Obama took it out and put it in a basketball court, is what I heard. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Yeah. But I'm not stop. sure the White House bowling alley. I would have kept the bowling alley. Yeah, me, me too. I don't yeah. need a basketball hoop. Who's playing? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm not doing that. Well, so this bowling pin that I have is from the bowling alley in the basement of this St. Louis TV station, because I was friends with a, you know, you meet these guys, the reporter guys when you're on the road. And he, they were closed, they had closed the bowling alley, but they, it was originally installed because the local TV station produced a bowling show. Like it was a, I don't know if they had celebrities or regular people just bowling on TV. It's amazing that we don't have that now with all the TV stations that they have. You know, there's a channel that's got everything on it. Right. But there's no bowling channel. There's no bowling. Well, maybe there is. Is there? I don't think so. I've flipped through everything. Yeah. Of cable. That's. I feel like I've flipped through everything too. But uh, you know, we're probably going to get. I'll get an email that says like you. You need to go to bowling. dot com. I walked away from cable for a while because we had to move out here, and I got to tell you, it was pretty amazing. What do you mean you walked away from it? Well, we at some point we were like, let's just stop paying for cable right now because we're not going to need it for a month. Uh-huh. We're about to move, and then I was panicking. Like I, I felt a legitimate separation anxiety coming on. Because of all the DVR stuff you watch, you start to become a slave to the things you've recorded, mm-hmm. and then, and then, I wasn't watching all of the Sports Center. I do like to keep up what's going on in the because sports you're a sports world. guy, so that's important. I am, but the older I get, the less I care, and I feel it. Like I only care about the Cleveland teams and who they're playing, and I don't even care about all of the sports like baseball. It's like baseball is a, it's not even a season; it's half a year. So I'll I'll catch up after the All Star break. I'll start to maybe take a look. But even then, it's like there's so much of it that I was just maybe watching SportsCenter to get some scores. I don't want to hear other people's opinions on what's going on. Just let me know what the scores are and the standings. That's all I care about uh-huh. anymore. And even that went away, and I just felt really free. I felt liberated. Although the news thing, the news thing was bothersome because I like to know what's going on in the world. Except I bailed on the news part. I bailed on the TV news a, a long time ago first because that was... I realize they're not trying to tell me the news. They're trying to get me to keep watching the news. Oh, so it's horrible. They're trying to, you know, this the in-depth knowledge that you can acquire about this German dude who's crashed this plane, this terrible tragedy. It's like, I don't need to know that much. A sh- shitty, awful thing happened. Can it happen to me? What are we doing to keep it from happening t- anymore? We're doing that. Okay. Stop telling me about that now. I feel like CNN leads the league in coverage of disappearing planes. Whereas Fox News will report it and move on to something more about how Obama is ruining the planet. Well, we tore out that bowling alley. Yeah, that's it right there. Basketball, ruining the planet. Mm -hmm. Liberals and their basketball games. But, um, yeah, it is that too. And and, uh, I saw saw recently uh, a documentary about how they call it the Boston Bombers. It was on Netflix. Uh Uh-huh. Which, of course, once you watch a documentary on Netflix, you're an instant expert on whatever you watched. And yes. after I've studied the hour of staring, what I have learned in my expertise. Uh-huh. Was, what do you know? Can you tell us, Ryan Dalton? Thanks for coming yes, on the show. Thank can you. you. What can you tell me about the Boston uh, bombers? You're talking about the Boston Marathon, the bomb that went off, and the guys being. He's isn't he going to get his uh, verdict, or not a verdict? He's going to get his sentence pretty soon. Well, yeah, and I'm not a gambling man, Jake, but I'm going to go ahead and say he's going to fry or get shot or hung or have his, you know, he's or he's going to be put to death. You got to have some justice there. But uh, the thing that bothered me about that whole thing was they 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 pointed out that in this culture of first to news, not reporting the news as it is, the first to report something is uh, the the. The investigators of of they were trying to you know they were trying to get all of Boston PD and the National Guard they were col- they were just trying to surround these guys and mm-hmm. they're trying to keep everything tight uh, tight lipped about the investigation so they could find and then CNN they just played cover they just played loops of what CNN was doing and they were reporting on arrests that were never made uh, right. on these and they didn't have any answers but they were just saying these things that were. Not they were they're hurting the investigation, and then and then the, the news has the the balls to threaten the the, the head of the investigation. Like we're going to release this story whether you like it or not. I'm like, are you kidding me? Who's t- whose side are you on? 
Like that's dangerous. Well, right, but they've got this old. They've got this idea that they're that the best thing people need to know stuff. It's like I don't need to know where that guy is right now. And the main thing is he doesn't need to know. That's the thing. You're watching. This guy is hiding in a place. He knows the cops are outside because he can see the film of the outside of his place. He's, wasn't he in a boat? He was. In he a was boat. Fi- initially. He ended up in a boat. Uh, as a hiding place because he was completely surrounded. He there was a shootout. He he got away by um, shooting at police officers and throwing handmade bombs. And then like he drove drove away from this one conflict. And then uh, in the he somehow limped away. He was shot. He was wounded, and he found his way into this boat. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that that was the outcome of that. But it was I, I would that instance really pointed out to me that I'm just like I'm gonna tune into the news see what's going on and then move on because I can't listen to people's opinions on what's going on anymore. Well, because half the time they're dumber than you are. If I see three people talking about a story, I change the channel. I'm done with talking heads. I don't care what your credentials are. You're just going to yell at each other for five minutes and I, then go to break. I'm jealous. That's why That's why. can't do it anymore. That's why this show exists, so that we can talk. We can have opinions about things. That's right. I want you to have an opinion about something. I do. I have lots of opinions, and I'm going to air them all out. I'll tell you this. Uh, it's my second time on your podcast. I can already tell you that this sequel is better than the original. It is. Well, the first one was a little... It was all right. I encourage people to check it out. It was live. We were live. It was live. There, but there were this thousands one, of people there, unmiked. And, you know, it's amazing how many people were there now, how many people say they were there now that it's become so famous right, right. on the internet. It's like when the Beatles played... Uh, Played Shay. Everybody said they were there. Yeah, but they a quarter million people won't fit in there. That's true. Yeah, I, I like it just for the location alone. Life has changed dramatically for me since the last time we talked. We're, I before we reported from uh, one of the greatest cities in the modern civilization, Cleveland, Ohio, and now we stand in maybe possibly a greater place, Santa Monica, California. This is a really good slice of the world. I do love Cleveland. I just kind of want to. Re- I want to talk, but I kind of want to hear like the ocean and seagulls in the background on a loop as we talk, just to, just to let people know that if they're not interested in what they say, at least it's good white noise, and what you we, can go to sleep. What we can do when we're done with this is we'll go get some lunch. I'll record a little um, beach noise while we're out, and then I can put that on a loop underneath this. So we we won't be experiencing it now. But the listeners, I don't. That seems like a lot of work. I don't it know seems that I'm like be able I feel to like it. I could hit the uh, the microphone record on my cell phone, and it doesn't need to be mastered or anything. But I'll tell you this: uh, I've never looked forward to lunch more in my life than living in California. Lunch is the greatest idea in the entire world. Breakfast, also, because I'm not miserable when I wake up here in California. Whereas in Cleveland, it was kind of like, how many hours of my life can I sleep through? Because of how miserable the winter is. Yeah. I've been getting up super early. And even going to bed super late, I get up super early. I wake up, I go run, I ride a bike, all the way down to Santa Monica Pier, then back to Venice. You're becoming a fitness guy now. I have to. Do you think? I I have to because uh, I think the days of eating like I'm trying to kill myself are over. You think, but you can't be sure. I, I know there's a lot of good treats. This is also very donut culture, a very cheeseburger culture. Do you think so? I, well, just America right now. I mean, cheeseburgers and donuts are in. Yeah, I. Uh, but here, when everyone's talking about it, you kind of want to be part of it. But I also realize that, you know, I'm 40s coming around the corner. I really need to change the way I take care of myself. You think of, you're thinking about the long game. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. now it's the long game. And my wife eats like a seventh grader and won't gain a pound like if you saw what we ate on the journey out here if it wasn't deep fried and served next to a vat of coke coca-cola mm-hmm. we weren't eating it or drinking it it's amazing really isn't it that that and you know that whole thing about it just sunk into me when people say you are what you eat we are that yeah. like if that's what you eat for seven years that's what you're made of that's your body it's it's like having a car that can run on just things that you pick up and throw in it on the side of the road. You know, your body, I mean, food is a pretty broad category of stuff, and you can keep being a person for a long time just eating some terrible stuff. But in the long run, eventually, you sort of break down. Yes. You know, if you if you had a car made out of French fries, it might run for a while, but then eventually 
yeah it's gonna fall apart yeah totally and it is the fuel um and uh i've actually on purpose ordered kale i had a kale and turkey salad at a comedy club that mm-hmm. was on the menu no, it happens. What comedy club was that? It was Flappers. Great place. I do like Flappers. I was just there last Super last week, nice so. people. Yeah, they treat really you nice. nice, and it's a great place. I was out in Claremont, and I was like, can I have this? Are you going to give this to me? And they, it was wonderful. I didn't know they had a Flappers in Claremont. They do, and uh, it was fun. It was a comedy contest. They let me close, and it was a good time, and... I think it's a really great club. I think they're really nurturing some talent. Yeah, I love Flappers. The Burbank one is great, too. Yeah, they're all good. But right, kale. We're putting kale in everything. My wife has a kale salad thing that she makes. But she's a little bit of a... She gets a recipe. The recipe was good when we she first got it. But then she keeps she improvises and adds things to it. And now it's kind of drifted away from what it was when we first started eating it. I mean, I bit into it the other night and I kind of felt like, look, this is not this is not the case. I had to put some back These in the bowl. These weren't in the directions. I said, "Listen, I'm sorry, but I'm putting some of this back in the bowl cuz I I took my portion based on what I thought it was going to taste like." Now, you're not in charge of the food. It seems. It Here? seems, yes. At my house, I sort of my wife if she makes a meal, that's what we're eating. And if I make a meal, that's what we're eating. But mostly, she's the person who's making the meals. Right. Just because, and I think that's kind of just a, a division of labor that we've kind of come up with. But right, she'll she'll do that. I, every once in a while, I get like I'll make chili or some kind of pasta, cheesy casserole thing. Now, when you cook, is it like I know I have this recipe? I got this one recipe, and it's going to knock your socks off. And then you have a couple other things, or are you? Would you say you're proficient in being able to feed people? Without them going like, what's this? I can do a pretty good job with my daughter. Because um, you know what she likes. I know what she likes. You're going to play. Friends. Yeah, you're going to play to the crowd there. Yeah. But my wife is pretty esoteric. Like the things that she likes. Like this kale salad. Like she loves it. But it's very vegetarian It's like something that a sophisticated rodent would love. Right. So you know? on top of the kale, which is, by the way, if you got to have at least oil and vinegar on it at the base, we're talking, give me something that will mash this up in my mouth a little easier. you got to at least have a dressing on there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not even picky to which type. Just There has to be a liquid form to help this dry, almost condiment thing in my mouth mash down. Right. Now, what you're saying is she adds even more weird vegetables to it. Well, hers, it's mixed with lemon oil and this Bragg's amino acid stuff, which kind of breaks down the kale to soften oh. it up and, and sort of almost cook it a little bit. I know about Bragg's. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of a soy saucy alternative thing. What's it taste like? Um, it tastes like, it tastes soy saucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. When the, when the kale salad is, you know, prepared according to the original, you know, direct directions, it's quite good. Are you vegetarian? No. Could no. you be vegetarian? No, I couldn't. My wife... I couldn't be vegan, but I think I could be vegetarian. My wife, I think, she steers away from meat, but she still has it on. You think you could be vegetarian? I yeah. think I could, especially when I'm now learning about how much food is just being consumed and not replaced at a rate. I'm just like, I think I got to do something. Oh, well, yeah, you don't want to talk to my wife about she, yeah. you know, the whole planet. is. We're on a... We're on a we're flooring it. We're accelerating it. We're accelerating <laughs> into the brick wall. I mean, that is sort of what's happening. I feel like a 16-year-old is driving the planet right now. A 16-year-old who just got their license. And then when you kind of get where where I am, which is um, I just don't feel like there's really any hope that we human beings are going to wake up and realize that we're making this mistake. Not enough of us are. No. And so you can't be the person who's just there. Everybody's looking at you and rolling their eyes. You just got to be the guy who's like, I think I'll ha- I- I'm just going to try and enjoy myself until the inevitable inevitable happens. I think there's two types of what you're saying. I think there's the type of, you know what, I'm just going to live a healthier lifestyle. It's good for me. I got a friend who is a vegetarian health nut. Uh, we were visiting him on the way out here. But you wouldn't know. He doesn't talk about it. It's just how he chooses to mm-hmm. live his life. He's you know into working out. But then there are the people that have to announce what they're doing so everyone around them can hear how much better they're taking care of themselves than everyone else. That is the group that makes me insane. 
Well, then there's... You might as well be talking loud on your cell phone, because essentially it's the same level of obnoxious. Well, right. Those people, you, those, those people... Well, I guess in both cases, they're not aware that they're doing anything wrong. Right. But yeah, I, the, the, to me, the vegetarian, vegan, per, the person who's got the deep, also kind of philosophical underpinning things, so we're not even talking about taking care of yourself as much as we're talking about look like you're violating the ethics of what it is should be like to be a living organism on the planet like right you're you're fouling all of our atmosphere by your cheeseburger eating lifestyle that's where i kind of have to go well look if i'm a, i'm the person who's even willing to talk to you the the real problem is you're being dismissed by them just out of hand no one wants to hear that story right so but that's that's where I'm at. Is I just know I feel like look, I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to inspire other people to do their best. But I'm also saying, look, we're all going to die as individuals, and really all species. There's you know what are the what are those horseshoe crabs? Those have been around forever. Mm -hmm. um, armadillos, some bacteria things, but big big animals like us, we're not gonna we don't, we don't get to be on earth forever human beings are gonna go extinct right yeah the it's a numbers game it's really boils down to it and we're just gonna we're reproducing way faster than we're actually making a resource that's just that's the end of it i think i'm happy to know that in my lifetime we're not going to be out of everything but it will be after my lifetime when it's gonna get real sour real quick well, that's what they say. That's exponential growth. You know, the, the when when we exhaust our resources, it's going to come so quickly, and it and it's going to be such a kind of almost instantaneous like surprise. We're starved, right? And it's going to be, it's going to be the point where the people who are like the the, the doomsayers are like, I got my stockpile. That stockpile is going to be what they're you're going to be murdered for when they take your stuff. It's going to be that kind of level of panic. And who wants to be in that fight? No. I feel like I I'm, saw the road. I'm like, I don't want to live through that. Just put a bullet in my head. I, I'm, I'm good. I don't I'm going be to the one people. big party where we first realize what went wrong, and then we decide, look, let's just have one nice blowout, and then we're going to get serious about surviving. So I'm going to have that blowout, and then I'll see you later. I'm done. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I'm going to have to kill myself. I think I'll just be able to uh, get killed by someone else quickly. Right. And let's face it. We were as we were we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, speaking of resources, we're in California. They're running out of water. Now, you have you been following this? Because I guess I have because I before I even started, I'm like, okay, uh, I believe in signs, so I uh, you know I'd like to keep up with what's going on. And then one of the signs was, oh yeah, well hey, California, all time drought. I knew that because I was out here last year. They were in the middle of a drought then. Well, yeah, we're always in the middle of a drought. Yeah, always. And uh, but then as I kept following it, I mean, from what I'm understanding, uh, the the resources, the underground resources. Is like a, the table is up to like one year of reserve water. That's what they're. I mean, that was on now. sixty minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only other places that are like that are like the Sahara Desert in Africa, mm -hmm. and the only difference is there's nothing being pulled out of the reserve out there. It's just bedrock and sand. Whereas this is just people sucking water out of the ground, and also farms that are sucking, drilling, and drilling farther into the table. To pull more water for their stuff. Well, let me ask you a quick question: What's going to happen when we? Is that? Are you saying this water? We're going to run out of water in a year? Are you saying? No, I'm they, saying that well, there comes a point when you're going to hit the reserve, and the reserve, unless it, unless there's a deluge of rain or something, I don't know how it works out here. All I know is you don't get a lot of snow. It doesn't melt all that much, you know, if you don't have a lot of snow, and there's no. There's not a lot of replenishing going on, and if there is replenishing, and the farms are, I believe, are taking it out of the. I keep talking. I think someone just. I think we're fine. <laughs> it sounded like somebody was here, but maybe they're not. Uh, they're taking the water out faster than it can be replenished, and then they're they're basically making withdrawals out of the bank without making any deposits, and it's going to get ugly real soon. And this state seems to not give a shit. Well, welcome aboard. Here's let me it's tell incredible. you something. Let me tell you something about living it's here. It's going to be Mad Max here. It's going to turn into Mad Max. That's what I, you know. You say, and but people have been saying that for a while. But you're moving here, so you're you're made for this place. Oh yeah, I'm already here, so I understand why I'm in denial about it. 
but you moved across country right into the teeth of this Mad Max, you know, tidal wave that right. you see coming. Metaphorically, it's going to be a tidal wave of dirt. It will be. I, but I've, I think I've got some man skills to help me survive. Uh, Name not three. a lot. Of, I mean, I'm going to come over to this office and maybe use some of these samurai swords that you have and hurt some people. Those are just practice swords. They're foam. <sighs> well, you maybe, can't I, actually, can, you maybe can. I can use the shadows to my advantage and just threaten people that I have a samurai sword. Yeah, I, the more I think about weapons, I start to think like it's you're better off not having a weapon. Oh, I'd probably shoot myself in the foot. Well, right. And if you've got a weapon, that means if you're up against someone else with a weapon, now you're a bigger threat to them. So they need to really, in, in their own self-defense, they need to kill you fast. Right. Now, you are vulnerable if you don't have a weapon to somebody yep. who's got a gun. They can they can tell you or make you do whatever they want and they could kill you. But what are the odds that they're going to kill you just because you got a gun and they, they're scared of you? Right. You know, I don't know. And uh, I'm a runaway kind of a person. I feel like that's yeah. Where I'm well, at I mean, live till right another now. day. Here's my wallet. Here's my car. Take it. It's a Hyundai. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Actually, could you do me a favor and total it and at least like send me a message so at least my insurance can get me a newer car. Have my car. Take it. I want you to love your experience in this Korean vehicle that it has almost a hundred thousand miles on it. Uh huh. Um, it smells like fried chicken. Yeah. Um, well, if the end of the world does happen, uh, I think you're going to be pretty happy. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, Jake. Your place is so nice that if I walked in and before this podcast started, you have to say, listen, you're going to need to join a cult. I might do it. I might join the cult. Really? If you said you can have all this, I'm like, I'm in the cult, man. Well, let me just say I'll we're join. in a room with a sombrero and a bunch of Christmas lights. and a That's not an actual gun holster. It holds a beer. Right. <laughs> it's, like it's from Mexico. Sure. Um that's what they. You can well, I'm not get. judging you on your office. I mean, every. Oh, you mean just every the whole building layout. has to have a yeah, crawl space. Layout. I'm not yeah. going yeah, okay, to. I'm talking about your home okay, that you live in with your family. Room. It's nice. It's nice here. This is going to be a good place to watch the whole thing collapse from. I think. Right. I mean, they're coming over the wall. I know that. But I'm. Well, I'm just going to make them a nice kale salad or whatever we got. You know. I feel like that's how you got to be. That's that's. Let's eat everything I've got. Yeah. And then let's go see what you got. We'll eat all that. Mm-hmm. Then we'll keep going to the neighbor's house and eating more food until finally we're out. Right. And then uh, then we're going to eat the fattest guy. I mean, that's going to that's going to require some teamwork. You know, you got to let the neighbors know that hey man, we're going to be on this little uh we're going to have to be on this team of eating each other's groceries for a while before we start eating neighbors. Do you want to be on the eating grocery side or the neighbor eating? You don't side? want to be the guy who's like a half hour after the power goes out. You show up at your neighbor's house with a <laughs> shotgun and you go, "Give me, <laughs> empty your fridge into this wagon." That seems like my level of panic, though. Like, oh, power's out, black uh, b- brownout. Do you ever have brownouts out here? I don't, they don't call them a brownout, but you mean where the power goes out? Well, Rolling blackouts? No, we don't really. I don't. We have. I haven't experienced that, but they say the power grid is poised for that type of disaster. Oh, it has. We to have be. things where it'll clip off for. You know, ten minutes every once in a while, but that's not not that many times. I'm paranoid to the point like I'm just staying in a friend's place, and I turn every time I'm out of a room, I'm shutting lights down. You know, that in the water, I'm always very particular, like especially because he doesn't have a dishwasher, so I'm like washing dishes per plate and turning on the water and mm-hmm. doing a whole rotation. So I'm trying to do my part. We're trying to conserve. We're trying to make it last as long as we can here too. We've got a bucket in the shower. I can't remember. I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before. We've got a bucket on the in the shower that my wife has put in there, installed. And then what you do is you get in the shower and you run the shower into the bucket while you're waiting for the water to get hot. And then you take your shower, and then when you're done with your shower, you take the bucket and you use that to water the yard. That's brilliant. So we're doing that in That's Australia. A really good idea. In Australia, they take their whole shower into the bucket like they don't have a drain the shower just they collect every drop that they wash their body with and put that out onto their yard that's brilliant and that's what we should have been doing when i oh my god that's brilliant when i first built this house here i wanted to put that it's called gray water recycling so everything except for your poop you put on the grass you know your laundry with this idea just so you know this idea is happening and my and my wife's gonna be like why is there a bucket in here and i'll explain it to her and then she'll the eyes will roll and they will continue to roll for a month. Well, what you do is you just run all your, your shower drain, your washing machine drain, your kitchen sink, bathroom sink drains out into a drip irrigation system in your yard. But that was illegal when I first, you know, 12 years ago in Santa Monica. And now they've got incentives if you want to put it in to get you to do it. What kind of incentives? 
I don't know. Tax break? Yeah, yeah, some kind of tax break or some kind of like if you do that, you can blah, blah, I don't know. Tax break gets people to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. And uh, what kind of bucket is it, like a five-gallon like uh, Home Depot bucket? It's just a Home Depot. You're just getting- I just the, bought one. <laughs> you're just getting about the first- I don't know. It's maybe two gallons of water before that's it gets still out. a lot of water, man. A lot of these plants out here don't require a lot of water, like these palm trees and stuff like that. No, well, yeah, well, that stuff you don't have to water those at all. Yeah, like like you were talking about earlier, the roots are so deep, right? And then also the pipes, the sewer pipes, and the water pipes that are buried in the street all around are all seeping and oh, yeah. weeping into the ground. So. We're, we're wasting water that way. I like it how in the one rain this place does get, there's always a sinkhole afterwards. Like, just there's always a sinkhole that opens up in a street because of the, the how dry the the underlying soil above the bedrock is. Do you is. feel like you notice sinkholes here more, though? Florida is where they... I feel oh, like yeah, there's Florida a lot. Is Florida is sopping wet, and oh. it's always a sinkhole. I could never live there. Florida's, Florida's, Florida is... Florida Florida should have been two states. It should have it should have been cut in half and made two states because the misconception about Florida is oh man the sunshine state fun no the top half of Florida is the deepest part of the deep south whereas the bottom half mm-hmm. sure New Cuba what do you think New Cuba we got a New Mexico we got a New Hampshire we got a New York maybe whenever I go to Florida it just seems like different stages of a wherever you are it's different stages of a spring break party yeah you know. Like, there's the people who just got there for spring break, and then there's the people who got there 30 years ago, and they're still, they're whatever age they are now, but they've just been partying. You know, they've had a couple of kids. They're suing their, they're suing somebody who, you know, built a house near them to, and it's causing shade. It's giving them, you know, they're suing their employer for sexual harassment. Or, I feel like a lot of Dateline or 2020 murders are based in Florida. A lot of people murdering each other, murdering their children. Yeah, or setting or trying to get hits put out on other people. I see a lot of that on 2020. It is It is funny, though. I, do you think that's because of all the gangster TV shows now there are that there's people in their real life? Like, Yeah, and the like, thing is... They, how does it occur to somebody who's never killed anyone oh, or hired anyone, and they just think, like, I'm going to hire somebody to kill me? And they order these executions like they're ordering a pizza. Like, I don't want them to suffer, but I do want them to die... And it, the, I love it's the best thing when they send the fake police officer to get them to order the hit because that's it's kind of that's how they get them and then the, the cops move. How do they it's find? The how do they find the hitman? So like how do know, how do the police get oh into it? Is God. it right there? It's like if you have to involve somebody else, you're you're gonna get caught. Yeah, you got to murder alone because that's the only way you're you're still gonna get caught. But the chances of you getting caught are a lot less than involving another person. The less people who know a secret, the better. Here you go. And so the least, the smallest amount of people who can know a secret is one. Right. And that's you. Yes. And that's the best secret. Totally. Speaking of murder, I've moved my whole life across this country Mm -hmm. to this place that we've been talking is about to become a desert. I'm going to ask uh, a question and... uh, I, I I will value your opinion very much. You've done it all. Uh, you'd be a mentor towards me in comedy. I've watched you you perform for over ten years at Hilarity's Comedy Club. Um, what does a guy like me do moving to Los Angeles to succeed? <laughs> now this is a very big question. It, it, there's not one thing to say. But if you were me, what would you be doing? You know. I ask myself that because I am you, sort of. I'm an, I'm gonna like. Can we walk back on your patio? You are not me. I'll, no, I'll prove that you. to I've you. Got, I've, I've, it's been good. I've saved, I've saved so the, the, some of the money that I've made, and brilliant. I've got a nice place That's here. Brilliant, and I can still travel around and do shows for people who like them. And but I'm, I'm still trying to. You know, the whole thing is to stay connected to your fans and sell tickets to your live shows. That's what I'm trying to do. Right. Get famous, sell tickets. That's that's sort of been what comedians have been doing forever. Sure. Get famous, sell tickets. And if you get famous enough doing the thing that's making you famous, they pay you enough that you don't have to go out and sell tickets anymore, even though a guy like Jerry Seinfeld still wants to go out and perform for people who bought a ticket to see him perform. Sure. So, you know, it used to be the answer to that question that you just asked is you get to L.A., you get on The Tonight Show, um, you get an HBO special, and people 
want to come see you and then you're going to get attention from the people who are going to put you in a TV show or a movie. Now, it's like, holy crap. I mean, you could get, you can, if I, what if I said to you, you should get a Vine account. Forget about Vine. There's a new thing that I just uh, called Periscope. Did you see Periscope? Oh, hell no. I'm Periscope, never be on the fringe of this stuff. It's Periscope never is a thing. Well, Periscope is uh, has been created by Twitter to compete for with Meerkat. Oh, my <laughs> God. I just heard about Meerkat uh, right. two, uh, three days ago. So, which is some I'm kind of live streaming video thing. But yeah. Periscope then hooks up to your Twitter. So, uh, what, here's what you do. You get a Twitter account. You get a Periscope. You walk around in your day, and you do live man-on-the-street reports with your phone camera um, on Periscope. Or you get an Instagram account, and, Got that. and you make little 15-second videos of blah, blah, blah. You know, there's people now who are getting TV show deals based on how many followers they have on Vine. Ugh. You know? So the thing is you want you want to find one of those things that you're good at and you want to you want to dump some energy creative energy into it to create this content thing that people can see online and then know you and love you and then it's verifiable then the, then the way it works now is the network the people at NBC <laughs> look at Twitter and or Vine or Instagram or Periscope or Meerkat, and they see how many people are already paying attention to you, and they go, "Well, we should put him on NBC because he's already got a million people watching." Right. Instead of, you know, it used to be like we're looking for things that people would like, and so we're finding people before everybody else knows about them. Right. But now it's the reverse. Now it's like we're looking for people who already everyone already knows about them. Right. I feel like um, what you're saying is unbelievably true. First off, is uh, the, the main idea I get from everybody I talk to. I ask the question. Is you got to create something on your own. Forget about the days of oh you're the you're the guy. The kid stays in the picture. Like those days are over. I feel. Yeah. Uh, the other part of it is I honestly believe those networks are just. I wonder what their meetings are like. I just see a boardroom full of people with their hands in the air, just rubbing their heads. Like I don't know. I uh, uh, this guy he's got some followers on this computer program. We should go with him. Well, the good news is uh, you. But they don't know. It's like no, they, they don't, know. don't know. Before they, they knew, they had all the answers they, and were the gatekeepers. But they sort of didn't know. Like, you would be the new guy who came to town, right. and you would do a set in a comedy club in front of executives from NBC, ABC, CBS, the big networks at the time. But now it could be MTV or Showtime or the Comedy Channel, Comedy Central or whatever. And they would see each other in the room. And then they would see the audience laughing. And they, they didn't know if you were really funny to them or not, but they knew that the audience was laughing at you, and they knew that it's these so other weird. people from these other networks were also seeing you at the same time, and they were like, well, if we don't make a deal to get Ryan on our network, then someone else is, so we better give him a million dollars and give him a show. Or hold they him. would go, yeah, hold him or, or develop a show, or they would say, hey, Ryan... You know, you're we we kind of think you're awesome because you, we were in the room with the other people from the other networks and they all saw the the audience laughing at you. So we know that you're funny because an audience laughed at you, um, and uh, we want to give you a show, but we want to make sure it's a successful show. So we're going to put on someone who has been on a successful show. You know, like Tony Danza was big on Tax. He, he made several hit shows. So then they would try and put him in everything. Yeah, because you know. He's got a, He's the key ingredient because he was successful in this. Never mind if he's right for the show. It's a show about, you know, tra- transsexual ballerinas in outer space. You, we got to put Tony Danza. That's coming out next fall on Fox. Just oh, so you it's know. a reality show now, but then they're going to do a scripted version for HBO. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I so I, I think you're right. Well, the, the whole reason to me to do the podcast was to do to have something that I was doing. Now, I, I don't know that I'm trying to entertain anyone who's not already my fan or what. I, I don't really even know what the point of this is, except that it's a thing that I get to do. Well, I got to tell you, man, it's pretty amazing to watch this uh, this platform take off. I uh, I did a, a comedy festival in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Laugh Fest. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really put on a show there, and the guys from The Nerdist had a podcast, and they have this big cathedral over there that they use for live performances on top of church services on Sunday. You knew, you mean Chris Hardwick and yeah. Matt Myra and yeah. uh, Jonah Ray? Now, I listen to this stuff because I'm in my car, I'm driving right. you know, everywhere, and I'm like, oh, these are cool interviews. And I thought, I'll, I'll go see this, I'll see what they're doing. 
and it was a cathedral sold out. I mean, this place is enormous. It's it's huge. It's stadium sized cathedral. And they're watching three guys have a conversation. And I just slapped my head and went, if I can't get people to come see me. But this it's is the never thing. Gonna happen. It's about get famous, sell tickets. If people if That's people people want to watch if you're in a TV show and they watch you in your in your in their house on the TV show and then they find out now you're going to be at a, at an actual club down the street where they can come and be in the room with that guy from their TV show. Right. They can't wait to go do it. So that's what the genius of Chris Hardwick and those guys, Jonah Ray and Matt Myra, is that they got people to listen to their podcast. So once a week, all their listeners are listening to the podcast, loving listening to these guys talk. It's like they feel like they're friends with them. They feel like they're fans with them. These are important people in their life because they listen to them every week in their car having these conversations. And now they can go to this theater auditorium and see them in person. They can't wait to go do it. So... Yeah, the the then the trick is okay. So you get the podcast to get the people to come to the theater, but now you got to get people to listen to the podcast. So how do you do that? I don't know. You know, you can wind up nesting. You know, it's a thing inside of a thing inside of a thing. Like I did my I did the comedy special at Hilarities, which I don't anyway. The DVDs for it just came out. I was going to show it to you. Oh, that's but, awesome. But, um, but I did that special, and it's online. And so now the now the thing is like okay how do you get people to go and pay five dollars to watch it or order the DVD and watch that and then if enough people do that then you can say to someone at a network like this is how many people watch the thing <laughs> you know I don't know I don't know it's but the but keep doing things that you think uh, you're good at and and that you enjoy like do podcast podcasts are fun you show up you talk you have a good time yeah. It's an excuse to have a conversation. They go out in the world. Yeah, now nowadays, any comedian that you hang out with, well, first you have to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, which I don't mind because I think it's an excuse to hang out and I like talking to comics. Uh, but it, to me, I feel like here, uh, since stage time is so limited, I feel like it's the new stage time. <laughs> You're right. You know? Right. Well, stage time is limited in L.A., but then that's the other thing I was going to say to you. There's so many shows in town yeah. that you can do. They don't pay anything, but they got a crowd of sure five to 30 people. Sometimes I went to a couple of these shows and did them, and the in I feel like the industry is showing up to those shows now. I was I did um, Chris Fairbanks and, uh, oh, God, I can't remember his partner's name on the Do You Need a Ride podcast. And she was Karen Kilgariff, and Karen was saying... There's industry people, because I was making fun of, like, I heard about a show that was in somebody's garage. Like, you're standing in the garage, and they open the door, and the people are in chairs in the driveway, and you do the show. Yeah. And she was saying, yeah, and now industry people are going to those shows. Yeah. To find people. That's fun. It is fun, I guess. I like it, because I do like that. That's fun. It's like, uh, you don't have to, it's kind of relaxing, you know? What you just said to me about, like... You go to a comedy club, and then there's there's executives in the in the in the shadows in the back, and in the foreground is the audience. So you're not getting the last from the back. You're getting a bunch of people in suits staring at the other people in su suits, wondering if you're good. They're not really paying attention. That's no. kind of intimidating. No, but it's always been like that. Or then sometimes they would say, "Can, can you? We can't be bothered." Well, this is when I first came to town. Sometimes they say, "They can't be bothered to come to the club. Would you just go to their office and kind of just, you know, do be in a meeting? Don't do your stand up, but kind of just be funny in the room." Oh and it's my like God. they don't know. They can't decide. It's like the old joke where the guy um, sends his agent his script that he's written. And says, "Hey, did you? What do you think of my script?" And the agent says, "Well, I'm not sure. I'm the only one who's read it." <laughs> Like, he has to get someone else to read it right. and tell him what they think before he knows if he liked it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Good luck. But have fun. I mean, <laughs> the, well, good look, news, the good news is, is there's more opportunities to do stand-up and more ways to be artistically funny and, 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 get an, and have an audience and have people like you and enjoy. You know, there's more... More ways to do the fun part of our job now than ever True. before. There's just less ways to get paid. <laughs> well, the way I the way I look at it is uh, I spent 11 years working the road and traveling. And I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? If I have to only just do this, I'm going to blow my head off or I'm going to get divorced or I'm gone too long. And that's when I was like, you know what? 
why don't we just move our life out west and we'll i'm gonna retool this comedy thing here and i have a way better attitude uh about i'm, I'm like looking forward to these challenges whereas some people would be nervous I have a confidence and I'm looking forward to this weirdness that is happening and all these things that I should be repositioning, like creating stuff as opposed to just writing my jokes and hoping magic happens, you know. Uh, I'm looking forward to be more proactive in that in these areas. And I'm looking definitely looking forward and learning more about, say, your technology. Like what you just said right there, when I go home, I'm going to be learning all about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Figure out how to do podcasts. Get a YouTube. Get a and get this periscope account you can make videos i'll show you you can make amazing videos with your phone and edit them on the on the iMovie phone. software that yeah. comes in the phone. it's unbelievable what you can do now and uh, yeah it, but the whole key to me about show business is there's that that want to have to trade off you know i have to get gigs to pay my bills and uh, this place that you are so complimentary about my house this if is i all... could paint a picture to the listeners if you go on his patio it's like it's like the first part of any raiders of the lost dark movie where dr jones is still dressed up like a professor and he meets his nemesis but he thinks he's helping him find an artifact and welcome to my home dr jones i i cannot find the book of life could you help me? And then that guy turns out to be a Nazi in the end of the movie. That's like the perfect setting for that meeting is your patio. But I'm not a Nazi. No, you're the nice okay. guy. Yeah, you're wow. you're okay. the guy who tells me to join the cult. And I'm like, all right, sure. If I can live here, I'll do but, that. But this place, I paid for all of this by telling jokes to people it's fantastic. in the fantastic. That makes me so happy. And so, I can't even tell you how happy. So that, that but, but a key realization that I had a long time ago was that I can't go on the road four weeks a month. I can no. only go out of town two weeks a month. Because otherwise, I lose my sanity. I lose my connection to... That was before I was married that I realized that. But I lose my connection to my friends in town. I feel like I'm just a guy who's in a bar or a hotel room. And you lose your mind that way. But now I go out two weekends a month. Sometimes they're, Sometimes I only come home for a few days and then go right back out. But I'm home enough that I have my life. I have my fun time on the road. And, and it's satisfying. But if you, if you do stand up... Four weeks a month on the road all the time, or even if you're in town trying to do sets every night and have a normal relationship with a wife and a family and friends, you're going to lose your frame of reference. So you're so, right. That's so a good you got to mix it up a little bit. You got to you got to kind of make being you a happy human being who's an artist. That has to come first, and then second is going out and doing the gigs and getting money and all of that other right. stuff. You know. I like it, um, and I like that. I the the first year of this, I know I'm probably going to stick here because I'm trying to figure out the lay of the land still, and well, set a beachhead for my forward operating. I use a lot of military terms and mm -hmm. teamwork, especially you got dealing, the haircut, and spe <laughs> uh, especially dealing with my wife now, especially with the uh, projects because I was like, look, you know, we gotta we have a mission, we have to complete the mission because. There was a lot. It's a lot of stress. Uh, you, your wife is from another country. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess Australia. New Zealand. Same place. If you're American, it's the same place. Yeah, I know, but don't say that. I know, her. of course. I would never I mean, say that. Well, I know gotta... she's a big World Cup fan when it comes to rugby. <laughs> no. she. Well, rugby is... New Zealand's. New Zealand is the best in the world in yeah, rugby right for here, a long time. On the the on All Blacks. Yeah. And my t-shirt. Yeah. Right. So, But she likes them, right? Yeah, well, she does in the way that in the way that uh, girls will like sports because they know that guys like sports. Oh, okay. But she doesn't know the names of the players. She'll right. she'll watch a little bit. It's I, a little bit of national pride there. That's a yes, big deal. If yes. you go to the World Cup, it's a big deal. Of rugby, yes, yes. When you the, for when you say World Cup, the first thing I always think of is soccer. soccer but of you're course. talking about the rugby World Cup. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, my so she's well traveled. She did not probably have a lot of anxiety moving around. I'm mm -hmm. guessing. Am I right? My away? wife, no. Yeah, my wife has never lived out of the state of Ohio. Mm -hmm. She lived 40 minutes. She when she went to college, she went 40 minutes away where I went to college, Kent State University. When we left our house, sold our house. That was another cry storm. Uh, when we were actually leaving, I have never cry seen storm. Her. I've never seen her cry so hard in my whole relationship. And I've 
I've inspired a lot of tears. I will admit to that. I've been an inspiration for some some crying. But mm-hmm. I mean, collapsing. You're a heartbreaker. You're a heartbreaker. Like the type of crying you see when there's a tornado disaster, and they cut to the people who are mm-hmm. like, "I've lost everything," and I was just like, "Oh my god, what am I doing to this poor woman? I can't believe I'm bringing her out here." Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's better. Now that we're here, she's definitely way more confidence now. It's but just so in order. For that confidence, I have to have that forward operating base. I have to have that beachhead. You're the guy with the plan. She I'm the can guy never with the plan, and I will execute, and I will destroy anybody who gets in my way. Now, does she have her job? She will, but that's the first thing. We, since we have her place, we have to get the furniture moved in. She need, it, There needs to be, for her to feel comfortable, there needs to be a home element, which I get. Uh, for me... I'm very wary of it because we've had this discussion. Like, I don't like if I mean it when I say it. Your place is so unbelievable. I know I would never get anything done here. There has. But to you're be. wrong about that. You need to be comfortable. You you need yeah, to be. This is too comfortable. It's too beautiful here. Like I would I wouldn't want to do anything. I'm like I'm just gonna drink my coffee on the porch. Maybe read the paper. Maybe I read a headline. That's as far as it goes. Yeah, it is. I've definitely had a day like that. But you may, you um, probably have better discipline than I do. Whereas I don't know. I need to have. A mission. I need to have a checklist. Tell me your mission checking. statement. What's your mission statement? What's your checklist right now? Right now, where my you checklist. At? Oh, geez, I was just writing more down, and it gets it gets more watered down as more tasks come up. But right now, it's places rented, get furniture for place. Soon as that's done, uh, get new publicity photos made. Soon as that's done, then I go down to central casting like everybody other other person. I I don't think that's a real thing. What's that? I don't think central casting is a real thing that you can go down to. I actually it is. I looked it up and uh, I was on. I worked <laughs> really. I, I did look. You go down there. They actually take their own photos of you, and then you fill out this resume of things you've done. And uh, I actually did. I worked on a TV show last year. I had enough hours. Hopefully, I qualify for the union. But it said I did uh, when I went on their website. I'm going to get on the union. SAG AFTRA. SAG AFTRA. Uh, and then from there, I, I compiled a reel of all these lo- all these local TV commercials I did that by no means are they good, but they're proof that if somebody tells me how to do something, I can do it. Yeah, but that's not the future is what did you do with nobody telling you what to do? you got to start making these Vine videos or You're YouTube. Right. So you got to get a YouTube channel. Get a YouTube channel. I'll show you how to do that. And uh, that I have, I do have a YouTube channel because that's I guess. Anyway, was that your whole mission statement? Or that is right now. That is uh, that is that's part of just making the base. Like that is how I'm fortifying my castle. If it was Game of Thrones, my castle would be fortified by these things I just said. And what part does your wife play in that? She's she uh, will be the nurse. Uh, she will be working. She's uh, an actual nurse. She's an actual nurse. And, so she's uh, going to have a good job where she's bringing home paycheck. That's true. That is true. And uh, what is allowing us to actually have a nice place for us, because she has to have the accoutrements. I mean, I showed her a virtual tour of where comedians stay at one-nighters on our whole journey out here. Because uh-huh. even though we sold our house at a profit and we made pretty good cake, money runs out. I'm very aware yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you think we're staying in uh, Marriott's on the way out, you're sorely mistaken. I'm going to show you the awful places I stay via Travelocity. And this, she's like, you stay with these because, you mean, one-nighters put you in hotels like this? I'm like, yeah, this is what I have to deal Where with. Where did you stay? What's a- oh, the Oh, Motel 6, God bless them. They're there, cheap. A lot of them are great. Some of them are terrible. Uh, and then other nameless hotels that were the cheapest ones on Kayak or Travelocity or Priceline. Oh, you would just book online ahead of time. You sure. wouldn't just roll up and yeah, yeah. I like to take a gamble, you know. So you're here. You you well, let's circle back to wind yeah. this up. We're circling back to what you were talking about at the beginning. Was you cut the cord with cable? That's what they say. The twenty somethings now are cutting the cord with cable. Yeah. They're not watching cable TV. They're not watching network TV. They're not. They're not even watching Netflix. Now, I'm talking about I'm going to get rid of my cable, but I'm still going to have Netflix and I'm going to buy HBO on the side. But t- I was talking to someone the other day who said 20-somethings don't watch TV. They watch YouTube. Yeah, I, and we did that ourselves when we didn't. Have, we would hook our laptop up to our big screen via a HD cord, and we would watch uh, some, some movies are already on there for free, and some videos are up there. On YouTube? Yeah. Some networks, actually free networks like Fox and uh, NBC, you can watch their programming for free. 
Hmm. You just hook it up there, and they have commercials. That's how they make their revenue. But uh, you know, CBS. That's I just rolled my eyes because uh, we try to do that to watch. I think it was the Grammys because they have the Grammys, mm-hmm. and they wanted you to pay five ninety nine. I'm like, if I have a television and an antenna, this is all free. Why are you trying to charge me to watch this? Because they don't get it. It's I was just, just talking to Why someone you... today about this. About like, look, you want me to? Let's Hulu. Hulu wants you to pay them a subscription to watch shows that then they're, they're still going to put per- commercials in. Right. Look, dumb dumb. If you don't want me to steal things, you got to give me a way to watch them without stealing them. That seems fair to me. Right. You know. Otherwise, I'm going to find some way to not. I don't want to watch your stupid commercial. Isn't it amazing how technology has allowed us all to become our own Henry the It's Like, entertain me. Bring and if you are commercials, you will be disregarded. That's not what we're doing here today, though, Ryan. What we're doing <laughs> is we're providing free content for the ear holes right. of America and around the world. Anyone who speaks English and maybe some people who just like to listen to the way the American language, English language, sounds. This is free. That's we're putting right. this onto the. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part to keep people busy so they don't have to watch commercials. That's right. Uh, if anything, this conversation is brought to you by Concerta. Yes, Concerta, the drug you take to have the attention span longer than a gnat and take care of lists. Is that a real drug? I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on it right now. <laughs> oh. The I, uh, way you did that. That's the difference between the... Uh, another reason why this podcast may be better than the first podcast is yeah. I am now... Uh, I was now put on Concerta so I could pay attention to people and actually have conversations. Who put you on the Concerta? Uh, my psychologist? Is the psychologist the one with the drugs or the psychiatrist? Psychiatrist the ones you talk to. Do you have the talky one? I think uh, psychologist psycholo- is the talky one. Okay, well then the psychiatrist put me on it. So you're on the talky one, and then the talky one says, tells you to go to the druggy yeah. doctor one? After five minutes of talking to me, they were like, you are you have ADD, you need to try different things out, and we landed on this, and it's been working great. How many do you take, one a Just day? Just one, and it's time-released over a period of time, and it, you know those lists you said mm-hmm. I had all these things to do? Had I not been on it, I would just sit there and not do anything. I, it's like it gets me to do all the things I don't want to do does and it, pay attention. Does it affect you in the man pants? No, I'm ready to go at all times. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah, I'm ready to go, and uh, it's changed the game. Um, it's scary to me because, once again, now that I'm older, I'm like, what are the long-term side effects? of this? Like, what, what, what part of my body is turning to cement because I'm taking this drug? Or jelly. When does my or heart jelly. burst out of my chest? Yeah. You know, but it's not crazy. It does. It is a stimulant, but it's not like what people are on, like this Adderall, which is... It is a drug. That is a like drug. It's Adderall a is real the, drug. That's the fighter pilot one that it, that makes you kind of intensely focused down. No, that's concerned is the one they say is for fighter pilots. That's the one I'm on. Everybody wants the one that's for fighter. But I think this is that's new. I just hit the new jargon thing. Everybody wants to be on the thing that fighter pilots the are on. The Adderall is what college kids take, and it makes you. It's speed. It's blatant. Uh-huh. It's blatant speed. It's like you are on a drug when you're taking. You know you're on real drugs. I want to take a cocktail of the thing that fighter pilots are on and the thing that porn stars are on. <laughs> Ultra focused, long distance. I'm going to the moon inside of a lady. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and your poor wife would be like, I want you to take what scumbags put in girls' drink so you pass out. Yeah. Why don't you roofie yourself <laughs> yeah. and I'll see you at breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. Well let's uh, let's cut our cable. Let's quit watching. I'm I'm done with news. Somebody was telling me Major League Baseball package, you can buy that. Hundred bucks. Hundred and fifty bucks. And you can watch season. all games anytime on the internet. All of them. Right. Stream them. You can cut into other games. I, I only if there was one sport I'd get, it'd be the NBA package for a hundred bucks to watch the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're NBA. great. And football, I mean t- first of all, here's the, the next great reason. If you're a football fan, the West Coast, ten AM your game starts. It's the greatest. Yeah, yeah. You can get up in the morning, the you can greatest. watch football all day long here and, yeah. and then be done. Yeah. Then be done before midnight. It's not like you're on the East Coast and the West Coast games are dragging you into you're going to be late for work in a terrible mess, right? And, and I only just watch the Browns play. So I'm not all football. I don't play fantasy football. I don't have that obsession because I know I would be, it would take me over. I'd have 12 different leagues. I'd be, I'd be insane if I was on it. 
Yeah, I want to watch the all the New Zealand All Blacks rugby, but they don't have a way yet where you can watch on the internet from another country. Like I would buy if it That's was crazy, really. And they don't play that many games because the All Blacks are like an all star rugby, all star national team. They're like the Yankees, but no, but they're they're they have regular leagues like. Like it would be like if if you picked the all the National Football League All Stars and then the All Blacks are that team that play internationally against other people's national teams, so they'd only they only they have a season that's not that many games out of the year, but uh, you know I don't even know what it is sixteen twenty and then there's some but I would pay to watch them, but whenever you try and go online to do that you wind up at a place with a bunch of flags and it's you can tell you're just giving you you're giving your credit card to a russian gangster right maybe you're going to get to see some rugby but you're definitely going to lose your house right and so i i can't get involved Man, that's in that. unbelievable they wouldn't do that you'd think you want that kind of nation the uh, worldwide exposure i would think they do too and but i mean mls only... soccer probably has that right or uh, yeah, soccer yeah Not but MLS soccer but but you're talking about the New Zealand national team. That's whose games I want to watch. Right. And New Zealand only has a population of 4 million people. Yes, I'm so, thinking again. You're talking about the all-star team. Much like in World Cup soccer, you have the all-star from every country. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah, but this is the all-star of that nation. Right. I get it. Yeah. I'm sure there's other rugby clubs within New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. And they're yeah. for all from, I guess. Yeah. It. And then they have two different, they have different leagues. There's, there's one rugby league with this many players and there's one another rugby league with this many players go on the field at the same time and and then how the rules of stoppage and you know because rugby is kind of this rugby the all blacks play is kind of like soccer in the sense that they go and the clock doesn't stop right you know and then there's other there's other rugby where there's a little more stopping and starting and resetting of the game and anyway um I want to subscribe to things and watch them on my phone. I don't. I'm done with the TV. Well, the, the TV's big. You gotta have the TV. TV. You don't want to watch things on your phone. I don't like watching movies on a laptop. No, I don't want to do that. It You're ruins right. it. I got a smart TV. So this is what I was telling you before we sat down. I first came to town. I got a pilot. I because I was in a room on stage with those network executives, and they panicked each other. One of them <laughs> gave me a pilot. Um. Yeah, they freaked out. They gave me a pilot. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it didn't didn't turn into a series, but I got this check that was at the time as m twice what I made in the last year. I got paid Jesus. for. Did doing you flip out when you saw that money? I couldn't believe it. How I, old were you? I was twenty seven. Oh my god! I immediately just turned into a maniac. I immediately gave money. money to my girlfriend at the time's father, who was in financial trouble, because I felt like, who am I to have this money here? You, I'll You're help a you. Person. You know, I loaned a couple of other people some money, and then I thought, well, this is a down payment for a house, and then I had to pay my taxes, and I was like, what? <laughs> I had oh. like I had like three thousand dollars left, so I bought the biggest TV that you could get at the time. So this is like in nineteen. Oh, this thing must have been a piece of furniture. It was nineteen eighty nine. It was so it was as big as like a like one of those smart cars. That's how big it was. <laughs> That's one of those, I know exactly. What you're no one about could too. steal it. That was the beauty of oh, this TV. It took two, if it fell over on a child, it'd be dead. Yeah, it took two strong men to move it for to oh, the yeah. three different I places. Exactly I had exactly what you're talking about. And and so last. Right before Christmas, it just stopped. I turned it on, and it was just a line, like a white line across the screen. But it, it was that's that was so. It was a TV for twenty eight years. It was my TV, and then I then then that's when I upgraded, and I got a smart TV. I got one in the house, and then one in here. The smart TV can go on Netflix. It can go on Amazon. Yeah. It can go on HBO. You know, we don't even turn on the cable box in the house anymore. Right. I'm paying for a thing that I'm not even watching. Yeah, I would just honestly, I want that digital antenna just to see the local news, and that's it. Because the local news here is just fantastic. It is good, isn't it's it? It's the greatest thing you've ever seen. My favorite part all is all the channels at once. It's great. My favorite part is the uh, it doesn't rain. Like, we're heading into like starting basically from now until December, it's not going to rain. When it does rain, it may rain one time, it may rain one, two times in between there. But then when it does rain, 15 minutes after it starts raining, you'll turn on the news, and the news guy will introduce the weather guy and say, when are we going to get a break from this rain? <laughs> <laughs> These people are just so, we're so spoiled out here. Oh, that's great. 
So, you want to go? So, come on the podcast again. I would love to, and let's let's uh, brainstorm our YouTube show. Yes, and uh, I will come with many ideas. I will pitch you my ideas. No need to pitch. Let's just shoot. And them. You can shoot them down, and <laughs> you will tell me why they won't work. No, let's just shoot them. Let's okay. just shoot them. We'll put them on the internet. We'll see if people like them. We won't decide. We'll we'll become like these TV networks. It's like, look, I made this before I even decided if it was good. You decide if it's good, right? Right. Put it put it in their hands. Yeah. Or send me an email. Send me a script. God forbid you. Why don't you send me a little script and I'll make it. All right. Okay. Wow. Now I've got a writing job. Not just you. I was talking to the listeners. Oh, okay. Like, they got to do something. Take some of the pressure don't get, off don't, us. I don't want to compete. Yeah. Okay. Don't. Yeah. Well, send it to me, <laughs> and I'll <laughs> I'll tell Ryan that I wrote it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. This is the theme song. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was the the great <clears throat> Ryan Dalton. Yeah, I waited all that time to clear my throat for you. You're welcome. Yeah, I got a lot of good ideas. Boy, I can't tell when I listen to parts of that if I'm a motivational speaker or some person who's on a drug that makes him have big dreams about doing a lot of things. And I do have big dreams about doing a lot of things. And I'm glad that Ryan Dalton is now here in los angeles pursuing his uh, big dreams and getting you know getting ready to collaborate with some collaborators on some great things that you're going to be able to watch on your television or your phone or through a subscription on your new watch we're going back to watches ladies and gentlemen but they're not going to tell you what time it is they're going to tell you what the weather is because who needs to know what time it is i'll tell you what time it is it's right now and that's what you need to remember it's right now so don't give up there'll be plenty of time to give up later and if you don't have a watch, you don't even care what time it is. Speaking of time, I'm heading off to New Orleans, Louisiana for a good time. And I hope you have a good time. Um, actually, I've got one more podcast coming out before I go. Next week's guest is my friend Kira Soltanovich. And I've already had that conversation with her. Let me tell you something. That's a good one. This was a good one. That's a good one. Have a good one. Take care of yourselves. We're all in this together. That's what I'd like to remind you of right now. We're all in this together, so don't let the side down. We're counting on you. Thank you. Next time. Don't pretend you're not having a good time. That's bringing us all down.